Welcome to the Small Town Tourist, the podcast. I'm your host, Abby Graves. Today, we're going to be talking to my friend, Aaron Clafton. He's a singer-songwriter, originally from the Sauk Rapids area. He currently resides in Nashville, Tennessee. I met Aaron a couple of years ago via the radio station I work at, and Aaron is back home in Sauk Rapids for the holidays, and it's always great to catch up with him when he's in town. So please enjoy this time we have with Aaron Clafton. Then we all agree that this little town has got its ups and it's got its downs, but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't be this place. Yeah, that's my hometown. Welcome to the Small Town Tours, the podcast, experiencing and exploring everything that makes small towns great. Today, I am joined by my friend, Aaron Clafton. Hey, Abby. How's it going? Hi. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. It's been a minute since we've got to catch up. It has been. I think Firefest two years ago. Oh my gosh, it's the... been two years now. Yeah. Well, besides on like Instagram, True. we've sent DMs and text messages and all that sort of thing. But it's so. nice seeing your face yes. in person. <laughs> yes, it is. So you're originally from the Sock Rapids area. I am born and raised. And currently living in Nashville. Yes. Yes. It's quite the difference, but <laughs> I love it down there. So I've been there for six years now and Nashville feels like home, but definitely feels like I have two hometowns a little bit at this point. Like I've got Nashville and then I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to Sauk Rapids. And then when I'm in Sauk Rapids, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to Nashville. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic between the two. Does it mess with your mind when you say, oh, I'm heading home. And then you're like, wait, am I going home? Which home am I talking about? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Like I was texting some friends yesterday and I was like, I'm ready to head home. And then I'm like, wait, to Nashville. Like I have to decipher the two your Tennessee home yes <laughs> Tennessee mountain home it's like Dolly Parton right oh such a good song <laughs> so grew up in Sauk Rapids what was the experience like growing up in the Midwest for you like what was your favorite part did you have certain activities you were involved in yeah so my favorite part about the Midwest is just I, I love being close to my family and my family has a cabin in northern Minnesota where we would go fishing hunting doing that whole thing and um, as I've gotten older, I've kind of lost interest in those types of activities. Um, but like I grew up playing hockey and being outdoors was always something that I was drawn to. And obviously m- the music community is something I fell into when I was in high school. Yeah, I, I think just the outdoors here is like n- nothing compares to it. Like, and I tell all my friends down south, I'm like, if it snows down there, like they don't know what to do. You know, and I'm just like, oh, if we were in Minnesota, we had so many options. Like we could go snowshoeing, we could do um, ice fishing, we could do all these other things. Whereas down south, you're kind of just stuck inside. (laughs) Over an inch of snow. (laughs) Right. With your bread and milk that we cleared out from the the grocery stores. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My cousins are home from uh, North Carolina this week, and they've been living down there for like 10 years now. And they're driving. They drove up here, so they're on their what they call southern tires they're like there's no tread on these things how are we supposed to get anywhere that's hilarious that needs to be a tiktok it really does missed opportunity i should have been filming i should just set up cameras on christmas and cut apart all the funny things that happened you would have loved editing that i bet oh i would still be editing i'd be editing till next year at this time gosh yeah i need new tires like living down south you can you can ride those out way longer than you can up here what a luxury (laughs) so what made you finally make the big jump to nashville yeah i i think so when i was 16 i entered into this cmt music city madness competition 
which was like a songwriting based competition. And I submitted a video of a song that I wrote, which was terrible at <laughs> which I looking back, it was terrible. But at the time I was like, man, this is the best song I've ever written. Um, and I ended up making it into the top 64 of people in the world who entered their songs. And um, I had got, got to go on the radio. I got to be in the, the St. Cloud Times. Ooh. And I was like, okay, like this might be something that I could make a future with. And like obviously growing up in like the early to late 2000s, like Taylor Swift was a big thing. And obviously like she inspired me to like, oh, like if you're 16, like you can go and write songs and make a career at this young of an age. And so that kind of was in the back of my mind. And obviously I loved people like Brad Paisley and knew that they were all in Nashville. And when I was 16, I convinced my parents to take a family vacation um, down to Tennessee, we did Memphis, Nashville, and Gatlinburg. Got it. Got to do Dollywood. Oh yeah, you can't go down there and not do Dollywood. Yes. <laughs> and so we uh, visited, and I was like, okay, I could, I could maybe make this work. And then my parents were big proponents of having a backup plan, so I went to college at BSU and graduated, and then knew in that entire time frame of like, okay, after I graduate. I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to get a job using my degree and we're going to try to make music kind of an afterthought, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I lived at home with my parents after graduating for like a year or so um, and saved up money. And then on St. Patrick's Day of 2016, I was like, OK, let's do it. We're doing it and packed up and moved. So full send. Yes, full send. And. Um, it's been, I, as of the last like two years, I've been like fully, like I've been fully committed to music as like my main focus, which has been awesome. And I have to thank the pandemic for that. Cause if that never had happened, I never would have had that realization of like working full time and having music as like an afterthought. Like I, at the time it didn't feel like it was an afterthought, but looking back it was yeah and so it's it's such a blessing to be able to i mean i have a part-time gig where i'm parking cars as a valet and do you get a cute little vest to wear will you do that it's pretty basic uniform <laughs> just black polo black pants um but i get to pick my schedule i get to write during the day which is what i've always dreamed about doing and i get to like come back to minnesota and play shows and it's awesome and I've never been happier so that's wonderful yes <laughs> the, all those silver linings that have come out of the pandemic it's incredible like you said I mean if it weren't for the pandemic who knows where you'd be at this point right yeah and it, it was definitely tough getting there but you have to kind of go through those little rough patches to get through the, to the good you know so so what's the process like of tr becoming where you're at now like how do you get to be writing songs during the day is it just the a matter of sitting by yourself and doing this do you have like a crew that you work with yeah I have a close-knit group of um, people I collaborate with like on a regular basis and um, it just it, it all started from just like playing writers rounds down in Nashville and going to networking things and shaking hands and just introducing yourself to people and um, it's it's it really is a tight-knit community down there 
which is another thing that's similar from Nashville to, I mean, even Sauk Rapids is it's, it's a small town, especially if you're in music. Cause like, it's really condensed. It feels like high school, but it's not. That small community, especially coming from that and then moving down to Nashville and finding that community, that's got to yes. be such a good feeling. It is. And I mean, it took me a while to like kind of find that core group of people. Like it isn't moving to any city, but I think it made me more comfortable knowing that like it's not as big and scary as like New York or L.A. or I mean, heck, even Minneapolis is bigger than Nashville, but... Is it really? It is. It's so much bigger than Nashville. Are you kidding? I've always pictured Nashville as like this big city. Yes. Maybe I just watched too many shows about bachelorette <laughs> parties down there. Well, and like, I mean, the downtown scene there is crazy. I mean, there's nothing like it. Really, like the downtown area is so small. And like, I mean, we only have like, we have the Titans, we have the Preds. Yeah. Those are like our only two like professional sports teams. We have soccer now. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool and up and coming. So, but yeah, it's, it's like, I remember getting there and like, I was there in when I was 16, I think like 2009. No, I don't know. Math is Math hard. Math is hard. <laughs> when I was 16, I was down there and I was like, oh, this is massive. Just because like, I mean, coming from Sauk Rapids, St. Cloud area, it's like anything's big compared to yeah. that. And when I mo officially moved, I was like, oh, this is it. Like I had I had like Nashville down, like I could get anywhere after living there for like a month. And I wow. feel like if I moved to Minneapolis, I'd be like, I have no idea how to get anywhere. I lived in the cities for a year. And if it was not for my GPS, I would not <laughs> right. leave my apartment because I wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> There's so many one-way streets and you're just like, where am I? And then Nashville, there's like, only two one-way roads. <laughs> so it's actually, like, it's a small town. It really That's is. That's blowing my mind. And, like, what I love about it, too, is, like, I can drive 20 minutes and I can be out in the country. Like, I can be out where there's, like, farms and open fields and sort of thing. And I feel like if you lived in Minneapolis, you have to drive, like, at least an hour. Yeah, because you got to get through the suburbs. Right. And then... Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I really love that about Nashville is, like, I can be out in the woods in... 30 minutes from downtown, so. I am learning so many new things about Nashville. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, you always hear, like, Jason Aldean and all the big names going, oh, it's such a small community. And you're like, yeah, for you, because you have, like, a team that you work with, and that's your community. Right, yeah. But, no, it's actually a small community. It is. It is. It's it's so wild. Like, I remember I had been living in Nashville for, like, a year. I was at, like, some fast food restaurant, and I was like went inside to get my food. And some kid behind me goes, oh, hey, Aaron, right? And I'm like, how do people know me? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm, I feel like such a small fish in this big pond, but it, it's, it's wild. It's wild. So you're making friends down there and are people like, we all know how Minnesota nice is. Like we say hi and we wave and talk about the weather to every stranger we encounter in yep. Walmart. <laughs> is it like that down there or is it a totally different vibe? I think so. Nashville is such a like melting pot. Like you've got, like I've got friends that are from the northeast i've got friends that are from texas i've got friends that are from florida like i've got a lot of friends from the upper midwest down there and like everybody is in the same boat everybody's a transplant everybody's trying to make friends and trying to make connections so everybody's super nice and i think people are truly genuine about like wanting to see you do well which I need to work on a little bit because like <laughs> I it, it's it's hard for me because like I sometimes get a little jealous which I think is normal but I think everybody is truly like I want to how can I help you 
because like I believe in you, I believe in what you're doing, and like um, it's just a really great community of people who really care about making the best music that we can. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it it really. I mean, I'm sure there's pockets of it like as as you move up through the ranks where there's a, a little more of that like nashville like competitive competitiveness and like what you see on the nashville tv show yeah. or monarch or whatever it is great show by the way i can't believe it got canceled what, <laughs> monarch Na- monarch i didn't watch it <laughs> i met the guy that was played one of the actors in it oh really yeah yeah he's from like his name's callum I don't know what his last name is, but I was I played around and he was he talked to me afterwards and I was like, oh, you're on a TV show. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Not just any TV show. It's a TV show with Trace Atkins right, on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's from like Scotland or something, too. And he's got like a American accent. And that's awesome. Show. So small world, small world, <laughs> it, 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 small town, Nashville, guys. <laughs> Come on down. So circling back to you saying you sometimes get jealous about other people doing well, I think that's actually a good thing because it just shows how badly you want it and how invested you are in making this happen, which that's step number one into making it happen is wanting it. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's just such a normal thing, too, especially when you've been there for a good amount of time, like I feel like I have been, and you start to see people getting publishing deals or whatever it is. You're kind of like, oh, is it ever going to happen for me? But it's... It's more so like on myself of like I need to step it up and like let's let's go let's get to hit hit that next level type thing so that's great yeah so when you're doing your songwriting what's your process like do you come up with like a melody first is it a lyric is like how do you get that inspiration and then turn it into something you can actually hear yeah so I I'm I'm a really big like ideas guy and so like um, I have a list in my phone of like titles or song ideas um that i think could be cool um and then i either will i i write a good amount of songs that are just by myself so i'll just sit down in my room and i'm like okay i'm writing this title i'm gonna sit here till i get it (laughs) and sometimes that takes two days sometimes that takes two hours so um but most of the time i'll get into a room with two other co-writers and we'll kind of just throw spaghetti at the wall and whatever title is in the room today um, is a song we try to write. And it's a lot like putting a puzzle together. And it's we typically start with that idea or that hook um, as kind of our like focal point. And then we just kind of map the story out from that original idea and kind of work backwards a little bit from from that. So but yeah, I love a good melody, obviously. My strong suit, I think, is the ideas and the storyline of everything. And my friend Brittany, she's 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 the big melody person. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, got- all, I'm always like Brittany, what what kind of melody do you hear here? <laughs> it's all about like surrounding yourself with the right people too, because right. I mean, it's it's like building a bar trivia team. This is what I compare it to. <laughs> you got to have the person who's the expert at sports. You got to have the music person. You got to have the history buff. You do. You just you got to have all the right people coming together to create. The perfect team. That's a great analogy. I'm going to use that. I host a lot of bar trivia. (laughs) (laughs) How many people like is your core group of writing people? Um, I'd say probably have it. Now my my core group is really small. I'd say I probably have like four or five people that I really I really like turn to 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 write a good song with. That's awesome. So otherwise, it's it's a lot of people I've written I'm writing with for the first time or um, people where I write a song with them like 
once every couple months. Okay. Thing, so. And then, so these writers rounds, I keep seeing stuff pop up on TikTok about them yeah. because I must have searched something and the algorithm's like, she needs to see more of this. Yeah. So how does a writer's round work come about for people like me who have no concept of it? Yeah. Can you explain it to us? So it's basically like an open mic. Um, and sometimes you can like hop into these writer's rounds on on a whim sometimes they're like pre-scheduled a lot of the ones that i play are going to be like scheduled like a couple months in advance oh wow um and it's usually yourself and three other writers and you're sharing the stage at the same time and you basically just go down the line and share an original song that you wrote and um tell the story behind it and it's really fun when you're with a lot of with your friends, like the people you co-write with, because then you can you have like a fun little banter. Yeah. And you can like each give your own perspective on the song when you're like introducing it and stuff. So feed off each other, pick on each other a little right. bit. Yeah, that's that's when I, when I have the most fun at fun at writers rounds. Like if I go to the listening room down in Nashville, like when they're when they all know each other and they're all like feeding off each other and um, just bantering like that. Like when you can see that they're actually friends, like that that just makes it more fun and memorable for me. So if people are heading down to Nashville, is this like a ticketed event people like pay to get into, or is it just like you happen to be walking by a bar and yeah. one's happening? <laughs> well, you you probably could just walk by and see one happening, not downtown, but um, most of the ones I play are free okay. for people to just hop in. Um, now, like places like the Bluebird or the Listening Room, those are going to be typically the tip the ticketed okay. shows. Which are 100% worth trying to go to, in my opinion, because you're going to see like people who have written number one songs and like all that. So. You get to see the faces behind the lyrics, pretty much. Yeah, and it's cool to hear their take on the song that they wrote. You know, like it's the people who poured their heart onto the page for Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean to mm -hmm. sing it on the radio, and it's cool to hear their take on it because it changes sometimes from the writing room to when you release your record you know i'm just so happy that you're finding success and you're finally getting to just focus on music and not have it on the back burner yeah so long-term goal here like i know no one likes to hear what do you want to do in five years but like in a perfect world if you could poof wake up tomorrow what what's happening in your life oh gosh i yes i love this question though because like it kind of puts things in perspective and plus, I saw a TikTok this morning about a journaling prompt where it's like, write a, a journal entry where it's like you a year from now. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Where you're going to be and all that sort of thing. And but yeah, like five years from now, like I would love to be on the road. Like I want to play full band shows and like be opening for somebody or I'd love to have a song on the radio. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just would love to have reach a bigger audience with my music um, and grow this little community that I have of people who um, believe in what I'm doing. So I guess that's a short answer. Yeah, I could go longer, too. Like, I want to play the Grand Ole Opry in five years. Like, I want to quit parking cars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that means having a record deal or if that means doing it on my own or a pub deal like I still quite ha quite haven't figured out like if that is even what I need because I see guys like and there's a great duo out of Alabama called Muscadine Bloodline I don't know if you've heard of haven't. them but they're a hundred percent independent they kill it on Spotify on Apple Music they have 
they're selling out like mid-sized shows and like they're making they're making a decent living like doing it on their own and so like i i see that and i'm like that's i mean that's a great opportunity because like then you have full creative control of what kind of music you're putting out like you don't have to to worry about like an album cycle like you can just keep pumping out music like i mean even like guys like zach bryan who is now signed but um i mean he was doing that he did that all on his own you know he didn't have a label who got him where he was it was all him so it's community building it, it i mean that's what it boils down to is just bringing one person in who believes in you at a time and playing shows and gaining those those people who believe in you so and social media plays such a huge part of that it does i i haven't quite cracked it with that i mean obviously tiktok is huge but like how does it translate mm-hmm. you know because like Will those TikTok people who liked a video of me guessing country songs come to a show? Yeah. Or like follow me on Spotify. Like it's it's hard to connect the two. Obviously, like I have great friends that have had awesome success on there, but I'm like, does it does it really train like how hardcore of a fan are they? Yeah. So it's a real finicky beast because like one day you're on top of the world and the next day you got 200 (laughs) views and you feel like you should just delete it right off your phone. Right. It's it's a numbers game. And I'm 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 excited to to start putting out new music to start promoting that on there because I have I mean, my friends, I have a friend who does pop music and she absolutely crushes it on TikTok, but she was an early adapter Mm. and but she still crushes it like she gets she'll post a tiktok and like get thousands of pre-saves on her song that she's coming out with wow so so i'm excited to like experiment with that and posting more music related content yeah (laughs) as we get closer to new music so just got to keep pushing it out there and hope for the best that's all anyone can do on that dang app (laughs) (laughs) so if you are listening and haven't yet follow us on tiktok yes please do (laughs) drop your handle at aaron clafton Pretty simple. Easy enough. So new music on the way? It is on the way. It is almost done. I have one song that's coming out in February. Um, it's called Things You Do When You're Young. Um, I haven't quite figured out the dates because of trying to get back to Nashville and I need to get album art and stuff back. But I'm hoping first half of February I'll have a new single out. And yeah, I'm so excited about this new music. So is this single part of an EP? Yes, eventually. Okay. So I've got, I w- was in the studio, gosh, early this fall or late summer. Um, and we recorded four songs um, and I'm going to be releasing them all throughout next year. So that's exciting. I'm really excited. And it, it'll be an EP eventually, but with how like Spotify and Apple Music works, like, and just people's attention spans, you, ha- you have to release them all as singles, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're looking at fall of next year. Everything should be out. Okay. So That should make for a pretty busy summer, though. It will. And I'm I'm excited to feel busy again because I haven't put music out um, since 2020. Oh, my gosh. Has it really yes. been that long? It has been that long. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been sitting on these songs for a minute, and I'm excited to share them with everybody. So album artwork, you're stuck here, so you can't go home and get that done. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully she'll be kind to me and reschedule my photo shoot. We're not going to be in a studio. We're going to be outside. So hopefully the snow's melted. Yeah. Down there. I saw they got another dusting over Christmas. They did. They did. And everyone was freaking out. (laughs) 
<laughs> whole city shuts down. <laughs> yep. So that's exciting. And then promote it throughout the summer. Do you have plans to like do any pop-up shows? I know last year you were doing backyard shows for people. Yes, yes. And that was that was my first time doing, well, first time doing a, like a tour of backyard concerts. And it was so much fun. I loved every minute of it. Like it was, it was just a blast. Like I got to hang out in people's backyards and sometimes we would go out to bars afterwards and like hang out. Like it was just so much fun. And I got to meet every single person that was there. I got iced. Oh my gosh. <laughs> at like pretty much every show that I played. The first the first one I did was back in I think it was May was the first one I did last May. The group like iced me. They put like a, a Smirnoff ice in my tip bucket. And I, I had never been iced before up until then. Oh my god. Wow, that's Yeah. I mean It's a long streak of not getting iced. I know. I cuz I I probably would have been a little not not a good sport about it like if one of my friends did it. Anyway, they iced me. I got down on one knee, chugged that, and I posted it on TikTok. And then afterwards, every single house concert iced me going forward. It became forward. a thing. It became a thing. So I'm curious to see what the thing will be next year. <laughs> That's, you know, honestly, you should have made shirts that said, I oh, iced Aaron Clafton. And, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. That's a great thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing this coming summer is I'm going to do house concerts again. And hopefully I can play more shows in, in new backyards or new barns or whatever. And yeah, it's it's been fun. So are your dates filling up fast for that or you still got a few openings? I haven't posted um, a submission form for that yet. Probably after I get one or two singles out, I'll start posting more about that. Yeah. Getting more more shows booked. But yeah, I I had a blast. Like there was a few of them that were on lakes and they took me out on the boat afterwards or before and got to hang out like it was it was like midwest or minnesota summer stereotypical event like it was so fun that's awesome so yeah you can't go to someone's lake in the summer without them going oh let's just take a lap around the yeah, lake someone yep. grab the cooler come yeah. on let's go we're going for a lap <laughs> fill up your drinks yep <laughs> it was it was a blast like it was, it was probably the highlight of my summer was playing those shows so. so another summer of that that'll be so fun yes and then hopefully next summer i'll be hitting it big with my music coming out yeah. and I can play like maybe Firefest again or uh, who knows. You opening up the show that year was just a blast. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. One, I was nervous as hell. <laughs> you were nervous? I was so nervous. Like we were, so me and my band drove up the day before, like they had sent us an email and they were like, oh, if you want to go, if you and your band want to go golfing or fishing or um, they had a bunch of different activities that you could choose from doing. I was like, the one of the guys was like, oh, we should go fishing or something. I was like, I don't know. I I think I just need to stay at, stay at home and like think about the performance and all this thing. <laughs> and then they kind of looked at me like, okay, this guy's crazy. And uh, finally, I get home and I'm like, I think I'm gonna go fishing. And that was that was the best thing because I was. I was a nervous wreck the entire time because like that was my first like full band show that was out of state and I had guys from Nashville that I was paying to come play and I was wearing a lot of hats and I was like I can't mess this up and so yeah once I got on stage and played a song my brother was in the crowd and he was probably loud and obnoxious so I apologize <laughs> to anybody who was standing by him but he had like a, a beer and he's like, Aaron, this beer's for you. And I was like, 
I'm not walking up because they had like a little walkout. Yeah, there was a little catwalk. And I was like, I am not leaving the vicinity of this microphone because I was plugged in. I didn't I didn't have wireless anything. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. and he kept yelling about this beer. And so I finally walk out there and I take this beer and I like take a big swig. And after that, I was like, OK, we're good. Yep. We're good. Nerves are gone. You can survive taking three steps onto a catwalk. You can do anything. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Firefest was so much fun. I enjoyed every minute of that because it was just, I had no idea what to expect. Like, because I was the first guy up mm-hmm. there and I was like, there's going to be like one row of people around the fence for me. Because I was like, nobody, I mean, people kn- know me here in yeah. town, but like, not like they know Dustin Lynch. Right. And so I was like, I was like, it'll be empty. It'll be fine. And I get out there, and there's like a sea of people who got there early, and I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." <laughs> Deep breaths. <laughs> Deep breath. But yeah, it was so much fun, and I got to play my song "Benton County Lemonade," which I love, and is gonna come out next year. And Yay! it's about Benton County, so I w- it was it was so cool to see people from high school out there because like I'd grown up going to that concert. Yeah, and, Firefest is like a staple in this area. Yeah. Everyone goes. Like I saw Dirk Bentley there. I saw Luke Bryan before he was Luke Bryan. I was like, man, this is cool. It was. A, it really was a full circle moment for me. And you had a great crowd of people out there cheering you on. Yeah, Everyone pe- had the blue Aaron Clapton yeah. shirts with the can. I still have mine. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, those were great. So I w- it was so cool to see all that. Yeah. And, I, and like signed shirts afterwards. I was like what you want my signature like this is weird you want me to write on your shirt (laughs) i was like sorry if i ruin your (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt so humble (laughs) no you did great and i really hope that they get you back on that stage because someday you crushed it someday i yeah it was it was a lot of fun and i learned so much from playing that about just how to put on a show and it was a long set it was like it was almost an hour now that I was like, I don't have that many songs. <laughs> so. Just start them over from the top. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did wonderful. Thank you. Firefest is such just just such a good time. Yeah, I didn't go last year. How was it last year? I didn't make it last year. Okay. I had another commitment that I was tied to and yep. couldn't be out there. And I'm like, I want to be at Firefest because yep. the whole time I was at the other thing, I'm thinking. I should be in Cold Spring. <laughs> yes. I, was it Midland was the headline? Yeah, it was Midland okay. last year. Those so. guys are crazy. Oh my gosh, they're nuts. <laughs> They're just wild. I saw them at uh, Moondance, the last Moondance that happened up in Walker. Oh, yeah. And they were so drunk when they got out on stage <laughs> that they didn't even know the words to their own songs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they cleaned up their act about halfway through and they started remembering yeah. their songs. But. I think Moondance is, they've been, they have some other country festival happening, don't they? So what happened with Moondance is, uh, must have been 2021 was the last year. Okay. And they had all the radio DJs go up on stage and say, it's the last moon dance. And so we all said, it's the last moon dance. And then last year, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, we're doing like a mini moon dance. Oh, okay. And Jamie Johnson and Ashley McBride are coming to play. Okay. So they basically had moon dance. Was it a two-day thing? Or it was, was it a two-day thing. Okay. But the year before, they had us all go up on stage <laughs> and say multiple times that it was over. Gosh. And so this year, and I don't think they had the turnout last year that they were expecting. And Ashley McBride actually had to cancel last minute. So oh. she didn't even make it up to Walker. Oh, was that when she fell off that horse? Yes. Okay. And no one knew what was going on. Yeah. Because so that cryptic. came out like months later. 
So I think they just didn't have the crowd that they were expecting. Uh-huh. So now they're only doing the rock moon dance. Oh, okay. so there's no more country. Man, I I also grew up going to the the country moon dance. That was I had so much fun there. My favorite thing about that one is that it was a, the crowd skewed just a little bit older. Yes, where you felt safe because <laughs> We Fest does not feel safe sometimes. Right. And there's not as many assholes in the crowd either. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's all like wonderfully financially stable middle-aged people <laughs> who are just there for a nice weekend yep. away. Yep, I had my first beer at Moondance. Aww, yep. back when I was. Of age. Yes. In quotations. Very much 21. Mm-hmm. First beer, first experience with alcohol. <laughs> oh, Moondance is such a blast. I yeah. miss it. RIP to a good one. Oh, miss it. Pour one out for Moondance if you're able to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So new music to look forward to in 2023. Yes. And anything else big on the horizon for you? No, just music. I'm, I'm really excited about this new batch of songs. Um, I feel like they, I, I kind of had this epiphany like, two years ago maybe during the pandemic of like I grew up kind of taking for granted where I where I come from and I mean I think everybody kind of goes through that where they're like I just want to get out of where Mm -hmm. I'm from and like once you get out and you live your life and you get older you kind of realize like hey like this place wasn't as bad like it was it it was pretty great like it it had a lot of like it, it served its purpose for me and it was it's exactly what I needed when I was a kid Mm -hmm. to grow up here and you kind of have that realization of like this is not a bad place to like raise a family someday or whatever and so I had that epiphany and like a lot of these songs are here in Minnesota and that's and I'm so excited because I feel like people are going to really connect with it and it it's very honest to my experience growing up in Minnesota and my experience just growing up in general and um yeah, I, I, I'm really excited that it's honest and it's it tells my story a little bit and it um, hopefully can tell other people's stories who live here, too. So, yeah, I'm trying to make Minnesota proud as best I can. So, well, and if there's one thing Minnesotans love, it's things that have to do with Minnesota. Right. So if you can pander to that. Right. <laughs> we love it. So I'm super excited to hear these thank songs you so much. I'll have to play them for you. Yes, please do. So. <laughs> I'm getting a sneak peek. Be jealous, everyone. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for coming and You're hanging welcome. out with me today. Thanks for having me. Tell everyone where they can find you online because it's important. Yeah, so you can uh, follow me on TikTok at Aaron Clafton. You can follow me on basically any social media at Aaron Clafton. Um, I would really appreciate a follow on Spotify or Apple Music if you have that. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. New music soon. Yes. Yay. (laughs) And hopefully you can get home safely. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com, and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com, and follow on Instagram, at thesmalltowntourist.